and and I believe the city of Ada, uh, as as usual, will come through with that. Today we're excited to have Dr. Dwayne Smith on the show. He's the executive director of the OCA Institute at East Central University. He's pushing boundaries in water sustainability research and policy. We're going to explore the Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer. We're going to take a look back at the OCA Institute's 2022 Sustainability Conference and offer a sneak peek preview of what's coming in the 2023 conference. Dr. Smith, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm very excited to have you here. You know, I've worked with OCA for several years. I actually built OCA's very first website, if you didn't know that, uh, back when Susan Paddock first came. Oh, very cool. And yeah. did all that. So talk to us a little bit about your journey and how you became a water boy. Wow. Well, uh, I originally got a degree from the University of Oklahoma in meteorology. Okay. And started at a private weather service in Oklahoma City and then went to the Oklahoma Water Resources Board as a hydrologist. Okay. And uh, uh, then I became the executive director of the Oklahoma Water Resources Board. I served in that capacity for about 12 years. So in 2010, I decided to leave the water board, and I went to Afghanistan with the Corps of Engineers. And I worked in Afghanistan on water, water planning, transportation planning, uh, in, in, in power planning in Afghanistan. Uh, that was when President Obama had the surge in Afghanistan and we were over there trying to, for the first time, actually impact non-American troop ca capability of providing water, power, and transportation, working with the local citizens and communities to do that. So that was a very interesting time. Absolutely. I came back and started my own consulting company, and two of my biggest clients were the Choctaw and Chickasaw Nations of Oklahoma. So I've worked with them now for a number of years, and then uh, most recently I've accepted the position at the OCA Institute. And for those that don't know what OCA means, it's the Choctaw and Chickasaw Word for Water. So it's the Water Institute at East Central University. That's really, really great. So tell us a little bit about the OCA Institute and what led you, well, we already talked about what led you to become the executive director there, but let us know a little bit about, about the work that the OCA Institute does. The OCA Institute was really began six years ago, and, and Susan Paddock, uh, former Senator Paddock, Susan Paddock lives in Ada, very dear friend of mine, uh, was the first executive director of the OCA Institute, and after five, five years, uh, she resigned from that position. And when it was offered to me, it was really a, a fundamental belief in the mission of the OCA Institute and that mission of water sustainability. Uh, we're, if we're going to have water sustainability that supports our economy, if it supports our environment, then we're going to have to fundamentally change the way we look at water. Uh, we can't use it just as an economic building block that we just take, take, take water. We also have to be in a position to where we use it more efficiently, and we, we, we look at impacts that taking water has on our people, on our sustainable e economy, and our environment. That's great. That's, it's really important, absolutely, especially here in our area where we have the Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer, right? A lot of this is kind of born in this area because of the aquifer. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about that and why it's so unique? 
You know, that that's really, uh, the, the Arbuckle-Simpson is so fascinating in, in and of itself. It's a very complex geologic formation. It's about 650 square miles. It's what they call a karst geologic formation where there's caves and pieces of the rock have dissolved and leaves. It's a, it's a very complex geologic situ uh, situation. In fact, professors from all over, not only Oklahoma, not only the United States, but over the world come and study in the Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer because it is so unique. Right. It also serves water to over 150,000 people in the area. And most people don't know it not only supplies water to the city of Ada out of Birdsmill Spring, the largest spring in Oklahoma, but you've got the city of Davis and Sulphur. Uh, Arbuckle Lake is fed off of springs that serves water to Ardmore and throughout that area. So we have, we have over 150,000 people that actually use water from the Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer. Which is super amazing, and it is. It, it really does fuel the water source for this entire area mm -hmm. of our state. Absolutely. Uh, so how has the OCA Institute contributed to the development of water research and sustainability? Several ways. The Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer really, is, of course, it's always been a geological phenomenon for, you know, for geologic time. But most recently, there was a controversy in the Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer where there were communities in near Oklahoma City that wanted to tap the Arbuckle-Simpson water and pump that water to Oklahoma City. That raised a huge controversy with local landowners, the fear being that if you took that water from the Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer, then you would negatively impact springs and streams in the area. This resulted in what we call Senate Bill 288, which for the first time in Oklahoma, the legislature directed the Water Resources Board to protect springs and streams from water pumpage. So as a result of that $6 million study, which occurred when I was started, when I was at the Water Resources Board in 2006, the result of that study reduced the pumping rate of every landowner that had land over the Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer to 0.2 acre-feet per acre. Originally, it was two acre-feet per acre. Mm -hmm. The reality of that meant that the each landowner had to have about 10 times the land in order to take the same amount of water. So it was, a, it, was a, it was an effort by our state legislature to recognize the importance of the Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer represent the importance of the springs and streams that emanate from that. And now we're looking at a secondary, the second piece of that research to look at what are the impacts of individual wells and the mining activity in the Arbuckle-Simpson. So we've now what we call our Arbuckle-Simpson Phase Two study. The OCA Institute is looking at the stakeholder development in that. So we are working with a number of stakeholders that folks that live in the Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer, cities, rural water districts, people that are interested in the Arbuckle-Simpson Aquifer. The Water Resources Board and the U.S. Geological Survey are leading the technical effort to do the modeling on that. But one of the things that we're most proud of is the ability for the OCA Institute to be able to leverage activities here. So not only are we looking at the stakeholder development, 
and looking at the technical piece that's coming from the Water Resources Board and the USGS, one of the tremendous assets we have in Ada is the Kerr Environmental Lab. They are also doing in, uh, enhanced aquifer recharge work where we're actually trying to evaluate are we able to put water that would have normally run off into the spring or into the stream, can we make that water infiltrate down into the ground and protect our base load of springs? So that research has led us now to a body of data that w w wouldn't have been known had, had we not gone into this what we call EAR, Enhanced Aquifer Recharge Study Area, are now we're combining that with the work that's done with the U.S. Geological Survey and I think going to come up with a much better model to protect the aquifer in the future. That's really great. And so that's a little bit of the work that the OCA Institute's doing right there. Let's talk about some of the other work that you guys are working on and also how you're building capacity here at East Central University. So this is, this is really an important foundational piece of OCA. So when, we, when OCA was formed, one of, one of the things that the city of Ada wanted was to improve economic development of the city of Ada. And you would think, well, how does a water institute affect economic development? And then there's several ways to do that. Certainly in pre increasing capacity at East Central. So as we increase capacity, that means professors, that means students, that means uh, programs for sustainable water that are bringing people to Ada. We also work with our, our high schools and our colleges that do training. We do we, uh, classroom activities. The idea that we're not only going to educate those students, but they're also going to be potential students at East, East Central when, when they become that age. We've broken OCA's focus down into four main areas, and that is research that we, we talked a little bit about the ASA, the Arbuckle Simpson Aquifer Research. We also have sustainable communities. We have land, steward, land and water stewardship, and we have sustainable water policy. So in all of those focus areas, when we talk about land stewardship, we're working with the Lake of the Arbuckles Watershed Association, putting best management practices on land to protect not only the Lake of the Arbuckles, but to increase the financial capability of producers on that land. So we're working with a number of landowners through that association to look at best management practices, putting fire back on the ground. That's one of the major land stewardship activities is, is to reduce cedar trees that are, that are so numerous in, in this particular area. Bringing that land back to a point where it's not only financially viable for producers to live there and maintain themselves, but it also improves water quality. That's, that's the land management piece that we're really focused on. And I would say for the Chickasaw Nation, one of their primary pieces for the nation, it's a cultural value for them to be sustainable. Right. And so this is why they're so involved in these activities too. When we talk about sustainable communities, it's, it's not only about water supply and, and those things, but it's also about infrastructure. So you have to have a water right, you have to have the water availability, and you have to have the infrastructure to get it from where it is to where you need it. So we're working with a number of communities. Most recently, we've worked with the city of Tishomingo. $31 million to improve their water and wastewater plant there in Tishomingo 
and that's resulting now in numerous businesses locating in Tishomingo and their economic future now on the back of water and wastewater infrastructure, reliable water and wastewater infrastructure, on the back of that, they're now able to have increased economic development. We call that our Sustainable Communities Program. With the city of Ada, we're looking at alternative water supplies to Birds Mill Springs. So when you, when you go to 0.2 acre feet that we talked about before, that means that the value of water rights has dramatically increased. So they're looking at alternative water supplies, one of those being working with Oklahoma City on the Oklahoma City pipeline to potentially have a source of water there that could supplement the groundwater at Birds Mill Springs. And for a community like Ada, for really, really any of these communities, one of the biggest pieces for them to become sustainable is a diversifying their water supplies. So if you have drought, if you have flood, if you have, you know, contamination activities that could take one particular aspect of your water supply out, you want to be able to have another source of water that you can depend upon. So that, that, that redundancy uh, is uh, one of the things, and that's one of the major programs we're working on here at OCA. That's bringing capacity to East Central, and it's bringing economic development to the city of Ada. And other areas in the community. And other areas within the Chickasaw Nation. within when the, And when you look at, at a community like Ada, it's not just within the city limits of Ada. Right. They have people come to Ada from Tishomingo, from that live in the countryside. You know, when you go out and you drive through the country around Ada, there's a lot of, of housing and there's a lot of people that live in those areas. Absolutely. And so making sure that they're sustainable is also an economic development for the city of Ada. Right, because it all ties together it in that all same way. It all ties and, together. You know, I saw a statistic one time where we had 9,000 people commuting into Ada to work yes. every day. Every day. Every day. And I was just on the floor about that number because yes. that's an amazing number to have floating around out there. It's really great. So that pretty well covers the examining the landowner behavior yeah. and starting to get a better picture of how mm -hmm. their water usage affects everything else and working with the fire element. Um, so we talked about some new technologies for water and wastewater infrastructure. Uh, yeah. What other solutions like that do you envision beyond you know what you've worked on with Tishomingo and some of the other areas like that? Yeah, yeah, well, it's certainly, I, I think that it's, it's pretty evident that our small communities are the ones that are having the most difficult time becoming sustainable. It, if you're not growing at a fairly rapid rate and you're not increasing your customer base by which you can pay for infrastructure, those water rates become to the point where they're very burdensome. And, and so if, you're, if you have a big customer base like in Oklahoma City or something like that, that's one thing. But if you're a community with 1,200 taps or the, or the city of Ada, even uh, as you start to diversify your water supply and add this expensive infrastructure, it becomes quite a burden. So we think that, and also working with the Ada Jobs Foundation, this is a, this is a critical critical point as we try to look at new emerging technologies for water and wastewater infrastructure. The Ada Jobs Foundation has programs by which they're setting up incubators. We are, we have a a program that is looking at targeting new technologies in the water and wastewater industry, uh, not only trying to identify them and see if they're applicable to small communities, but actually trying to get 
businesses to locate in Ada, Oklahoma. And we believe that with the assets that Ada has, those assets being not only the city of Ada, Kerr Lab, Chickasaw Nation, East Central, the airport, the Arbuckle Simpson Aquifer, those assets are a draw to attracting those kinds of industries to this area. So when we look at a small community, typically what happens is they're under the same guidelines as a city like Oklahoma City or Tulsa, the big communities. They have an engineer come in, you engineer a, a system, and it's, it's done that way because it's proven to work. They know it works. And what we're trying to identify is some way by which we can have technology implemented that still provides the same health safety that the bigger systems have, but at a cheaper cost. Package type systems, different types of technologies, all of these things we believe are going to be very important in trying to save rural Oklahoma. Absolutely, and, and it becomes a question of economies of scale at some point, It's too. economy of scale. A and you guys are using technology and promoting the finding of new technologies, creation of new technologies to help create economies of scale without the scale portion of that because that's a much harder to do in rural America. It's, it's, that's where it's become most difficult, and, and that problem now with the price, with inflation price, with all of those things that are coming up, it just uh, exacerbated that issue for rural Oklahoma. Absolutely. So one of the way that one of the ways that the Oka Institute helps and educates the public and gets involved with our high school students and even at the college level some as well is through your annual sustainability conference, right? So let's talk a little bit about last year's sustainability. I'm sorry, sustainability conference. Uh, can you share a few highlights from last year with us? You know, last year's conference was was an absolute tremendous success, and it was my first one as executive director of the Oka Institute, but it was built on years before, and, and so this was something that, that I think people here were used to. It was certainly a neat deal for me, but the highlight of this year's conference, really, we wanted to have take home that the Oka Institute, the Chickasaw Nation, and the city of Ada have formed a a memorandum of understanding by which we're going to work together to improve capacity, economic development, research, and sustainable water solutions. So that was really a big take-home moment for that. And we had Dr. Chris Frey from EPA come and really focus on some of the research activities around our enhanced aquifer recharge program here. And so that was, I thought, a, a really a highlight of of our conference was having him come with the Kerr Lab here. Uh, of course, Dr. Ann Keeley, who is, is a dear friend of mine, retired from the Kerr Lab about that time. So that was a that was a fun time with her. And of course, Governor Anna Tubby is a keynote speaker, has been now for six years. Uh, in my opinion, no one better, no one more committed. Uh, Without the Chickasaw Nation and without his leadership, I, I, OK Institute wouldn't be here, in my opinion. So those are some, some big things. And, and I think that we also had some state leaders, uh, Secretary McQueen, who is the Secretary of Energy and Environment. Ken Wagner was his uh, predecessor in, in that particular role. And then Scott Thompson, the head of the DEQ, was here. And we wanted to highlight those relationships with the Chickasaw Nation, Oak, and the city because 
One of the things, and I think it's best described by the Chickasaw Nation in their seven essentials, one of those seven essentials for water sustainability is unity. That unity means that we're going to work with federal, state, local, tribal, non-tribal, NGOs. We're going to work with everyone to have sustainable water solutions. That helps the Chickasaw people, and it helps everyone else as well. So that leadership that Governor Anatubby is, is providing with that is also, I think, a bridge to how we are looking at, at trying to leverage our resources in a way that we can have a bigger impact on water sustainability. Absolutely, and, and through the partnership with the Chickasaw Nation, that gets you all of the communities within the Chickasaw Nation as well as part of that, and it does. Mm -hmm. It takes everyone working together to successfully promote and have these, That's right. these initiatives. That's exactly right. Um, so let's just talk a little bit about the conference in general and how do you feel that having that conference here in Ada contributes to the economic impact uh, here in Ada and surrounding area? Well, wha again, one of our priorities is uh, economic development in Ada. And so having a conference here uh, brings people to Ada. And so we're estimating that there was $134,000 of direct impact in those two days for that conference here. Of course, people coming, they're buying gasoline, they're spending the night. I think 83% of our people that attended the conference were from out of town. And we also wanted to highlight and showcase Ada. So we didn't have the entire conference at the East Central Campus. We went, we went and had different venues across town and the feedback from the folks at our conference were were outstanding with that they thought that going to the mcswain theater and having and seeing that most of those people had never been there and said they'd like to come back so we we hope that that uh, that numbers that we're putting there is a is a small number when it comes to people looking at ada as a as a venue by which they can have entertainment and, and those types of things as well. So we do believe we're having an economic impact. Uh, we, we know we're having an econ a positive economic impact with the city of Ada, and we want to continue that. And that's great. A and you're exactly right. You know, I mean, we bring people from at the Ada Jog Foundation. We bring people in from out of town. As an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. I bring people in from out of town all the time. A and it is. People are always amazed because people think of the old Ada, right? Mm -hmm. People think of us. 30, 40 years ago, and that's not what we are anymore. Ada has grown as a community. We do have some amazing venues for hosting events and amazing restaurants in town that are locally owned. We really have grown as a community, and we appreciate you guys contributing to that and for the future. Um, talking a little bit about the future, you guys are getting ready for the 2023 Sustainability Conference now, right? Let us know a little bit about what's to come in that conference, if you can share. Okay, so this year we're going to – we got to do better than we did last year. So that, that's the bar, and the bar is pretty high right now. But one of the interesting things that we're going to do, Dr. Pappas is a professor and the chair of our master's program in water sustainability and policy here at East Central. And she had started up a program that in Kenya with a university in Kenya – that they started a conference on integrated water resources management and uh, improved food security. And they had their third conference in Kenya last year, and I attended that. As a result of that conference, we're bringing a professor, or he was actually the chancellor of the university, 
he's going to come to East Central for a year and teach, wow. help us write grant opportunities, and we're bringing 10 Kenya students here that are going to be here for a week around our conference. So we'll get, this is going to be the fourth now conference on integrated water resources management and food security with our Kenyan partners, with our East Central partners. So we're going to be doing classroom work in the mornings and doing field trips in the afternoon. Field trips will be looking at the Arbuckle Simpson Aquifer, which is so unique, touring Denison Dam at Lake Texoma, uh, and of course, Juiced University is on the banks of Lake Victoria, you know, the mouth of the Nile River comes out of Lake Victoria, and so looking at some of the recreational opportunities and lakes and those things are very interesting to our partners in Kenya. We're also working on grant opportunities that we might share this experience of moving students from United States to Kenya and vice versa to share those experience and train in integrated water resources management. So that'll be a piece around our normal conference. So instead of having our sustainability conference, we're going to call this OCACON this year. Oh, I like <laughs> it. We're, go we're going to expand it even bigger and better. And our normal conference is going to really, I think, focus on the, the three pillars, again, of the East Central and the city of Ada and the Chickasaw Nation, but also talking about the four focus areas that we have that we talked about before with research and land stewardship and sustainable water policy and sustainable community. Then this is all going to... I think culminate in our highlight, in my opinion, not that this other stuff isn't a highlight, but our, we have a banquet dinner that we call our immersive dinner. And that's, that was my next question was talking about the immersive banquet it, because uh, that it, really does sound exciting. It, it, the, I, I just, uh, there were no negative comments about this last year and we had a few empty seats, but I believe this year it's going to be a packed house. People are going to have to get in early to, to want to come. So tell us a little bit about that banquet and what's expected at that the, banquet. The immersive dinner is a light show that when you walk in the room, last time it was about raining and it almost made you feel like you needed an umbrella when you walked <laughs> in the room. It was it was it was so intense and then we have a we had a Chickasaw storyteller Donna Welch came and did a, did an incredible job talking about some of the you know and really a cultural view of the Chickasaw Nation Brent Greenwood who is a world renowned Native American artist that has a studio here in Ada uh, he made a painting, live painting, live art show uh, during the during the conference. Gary Pratt's a Chickasaw rancher and songwriter. Uh, he provided entertainment, and w along with Caleb Martin, who starred in uh, uh, 1883, uh, the the series there, singer actor, and uh, they did just a fantastic job of of tying water and music and, and I think what we're trying to do here is during the conference to me to the conference we get water nerds right and and I'm one of those people Absolutely. right and we like those things but but to you know a water nerd we can have water plans out in a day and and wonder why they sit on the shelf right, right. and there's different ways by which people can be influenced about water and water sustainability. And some of it's through music, some of it's through art, some of it's through food, 
And so I think all of these immersive experiences to say it's not just about data and it's just not about all of that. It's also about what you feel and how you interpret and what makes you think about it that way. And so we think that's an important part of our sustainability conference and we're going to do it up big this year. That's really awesome and sounds really great. So really yeah. right here at the end, <laughs> number one, how can the community get involved with this upcoming yeah. event for the conference? Uh, and in general, how can the community get more involved with the OCA Institute? What do you guys need from us as a community? You know, the, the OCA Institute, being here at East Central, we have to do a better job of getting our, word, our, our piece out. That's on us to do. And once we do that and people find out that we're not just water nerds, we're actually about life. We're actually about the thing that sustains us the most. I, I believe that people will react to that. Ada Jobs is going to be a huge partner this year in helping us market. We're going to be reaching out to our chamber, our businesses in town. We want that banquet hall, that night of that banquet, we want it to be packed, and I think it will be. So we need the city of Ada to help, and we need the city of Ada to participate. Our students at East Central need that. You know, we, I know the city needs students to come, and they provide a workforce, and they provide an economy to the city and all of that. And in return, those students need those citizens to participate in activities like this. And, and, and I believe the city of Ada, uh, as, as usual, will come through with that. Absolutely. That's great. A any last little tidbits that you want to let us know about the work you guys are doing? Well, I, you know, I just would say, you know, as we end, uh, kind of the motto at uh, the Oka Institute, you know, Oka means water and water means everything. I love it. And that's so very true. Dr. Smith, thank you so much for taking the time to come on with us today. It was great to learn a little bit more about the work you guys are doing here. And it's all very exciting. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot.